From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for the week of January 11th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Julie Martin, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Max the Intern, back in the Peanut Gallery. In this week's show, Julie Martin will tell us about her recent visit, uh, her family's recent visit to the Legoland theme park in Winter Haven, which is about 45 minutes, I believe, from uh, from Walt Disney World. And uh, John and Kevin will have part two of their Adventures by Disney Viva Italia trip. Plus, we're going to be introducing a new weekly feature on this week's show, the top 10 trip planning posts from last week on disboards.com. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, I'm really happy to be back, by the way. Yeah. I thought it was going to be on last week's show, but I wasn't. Do you want to know why? Why? Because of Corey's game last night. Oh. He knew he was going to be hungover today. (laughs) (laughs) What? I understand condolences are in order. Yes. Was he miserable last night? I didn't know, because I went to bed when it was still like 9-0, and Alabama was winning, obviously. And... I hear him and Anna come in, and it's loud, and I'm like, what is going on in there? She leaves, because I kept L for her last night, and he comes in the room, and I was like, what's the matter? He's like, they lost. Just like, throwing oh, furniture I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets really... But he was fine after, you know, he went and sat on the couch, watched some TV. I think he watched, like, highlights from the game, which he probably shouldn't have. But... Just to rub salt in the wound. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, what, he wakes up the next day, and he's fine. Okay. He's like, there's next year, and his saints are doing great, so... He'll be fine. And uh, the Martins have also uh, had the experience of sending their oh our their first, first child born, to their school. First born to school. He is adjusting pretty well. Um, he won't eat or drink for them while he's there. So I've tried to bring like his own special cup and a snack that I know he will like. Does he have his father his father's stubbornness? Yes. Okay. He's very stubborn. There little you go. boy. He's there sweet you. and adorable, but stubborn. <laughs> That's Corey. I know. know, Sweet and adorable, but very stubborn. And he's extremely sensitive, which comes from me. So, like, today was the first time when I dropped him off and he actually cried. And he tried to chase me out the door. So, but when I picked him up today, she told me today was his very best day since he started last Thursday. So that was a good report. And he is making some friends. Hard to believe. Same little kids. Hard to believe he just turned three. That it's been three years since you had Ferris. I mean, it's... I mean, but he's big. Like, I make it, we walk from our car to his classroom holding hands, and then we walk back to the car at the end of the day, which it's only, it's barely a three hour morning yeah. that he's away. I think you say three hour walk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, Uphills, honey, you downhills. need a handicap parking sticker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three hour walk. So, um, I, hopefully, it just gets better and he just continues to like it and keep adjusting well. That's good to see you. Yeah. Glad you're here. <laughs> Thanks. What do we have for housekeeping this week, folks? I have nothing. Wow. That's amazing. I don't have anything for housekeeping. I know I have something. I just can't remember what the heck it was. I, should, I, I need to write this stuff down when I, 
when I think of it. We had quite a few listeners participate in the half marathon this past weekend. And the full marathon and the goofy, which is the half and the full. I I know from my Facebook page, but it was just incredible how many listeners we had. Wow. Yeah, I'm so proud of each and every one of you because I would never do that. (laughs) But if you go over and you hear the music and do anything, I did a blog about it. It's like... Anybody would want to go out and run after Disney. No. That's not it. No. <laughs> no. I, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> they did get cool medals this year. Like I said, yeah, if you ain't, unless you, unless you want to like tape a box of Twinkies to the back of somebody's <laughs> shirt, then maybe you'll get me to run. But outside of that. That's not going to do it. I can afford Twinkies. Yeah, right you can. <laughs> That's true. Buy your own Twinkies. So, all right. Really nothing for housekeeping. I, this is a first. We have a clean house. We have a clean house. Been eons. Speak for yourselves. I know I'm going to think. <laughs> you know I'm going to think of something in the middle of a segment, and I'll just say it then. Then, but I. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Well, then we'll just you know uh, we, we'll 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 part with formalities and go right to the news. Okay, then I do have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just. I almost to, I almost made it out alive. I just want to say that in an upcoming episode, we'll have our review of Yachtsman Steakhouse. We did one of our dinner reviews with Kristen St. Clair. She was our winner at, uh, she was the high bidder at a Virginia meet. And we had a very nice time, and we'll do a full review at another time. Awesome. Awesome. All right. John with the news. All right. Our first news story. Disney Fantasy Floatout draws crowds. Mm -hmm. Disney Cruise Line's newest ship, the Disney Fantasy, is nearly complete. The ship made its way out of the Meyerwerft shipyard in Poppenburg, Germany, over the weekend. Fireworks filled the sky as the Disney Fantasy floated out of its enclosed building dock on Sunday. The float out, Disney representatives say, is one of the final stages of the ship's construction. It marks a big milestone toward the March 31st maiden voyage. Later this month, the ship will then be taken by tugboat down the Ems River, just like her ship, the sister ship, the Disney Dream. After the intensive 26-mile trip down the Ems, the ship's engines will be tested for the first time on the open water, a process called sea trials. The Fantasy's maiden voyage is scheduled for March 31st out of Port Canaveral, where the ship will be homeported. Hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Did you see Yvette and Emile got to meet Carl Holtz? Yes. I did see they that. Were there? Yes. And apparently they got something really cool mm-hmm. that they're going to auction off for the Power of Ten. Really? There was... I can't tell you how many people were up... Sunday morning watching that and Meyer Werft had a website which was terrible but there was another site um, a Dutch site or something that had it that you could see it as it was backing up and I just got more comments like on my page and on the Diz the thread went from like two pages to like 14 pages and like nothing as everybody said oh look she's backing up oh look there's one tugboat there's two tugboats but my thing about the whole this time when they, they did it there wasn't the, the ceremony that there was when the dream came out. They did some fireworks, but last time they played the horns. They did like one play of the horn, and that was it. The, hmm. the ceremony was much less this time, and I think... It was less horny. Yeah, that too. Okay. <laughs> but it, at least the people on the Diz and the people on my Facebook page, a lot of people were upset by that, that they were more excited for the fantasy coming out because they knew what the dream was like that they thought there should have been as much ceremony as there was for the dream. Hmm. Well, you know what? The uh, ceremonies surrounding the fantasy have yet to unfold. So 
let's uh, I think we should reserve judgment on the fanfare until the fanfare is all over. Oh yeah, no, I'm because there's going to be a, there's going to be a month of fanfare starting the 29th of February mm-hmm. when uh, the ship is in New York City, and John, Donna, and I will be among the invited guests. On the 29th to get a tour of the ship, which we're really excited about. For a ship inspection. Very, very cool. Um, I will be in New York City, but not on the ship. (laughs) Yeah, the spouses aren't invited, uh, apparently. So they're going to have like a... Shopping. Yeah, because that's what Walter's going to do in New York. That's what Walter's going to do in New York. Oh, Donna will shop with you. Yeah. No, Donna's going to be looking at the ship. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Joe. Joe You have to take Joe with you. Kevin will be by himself, and Joe and Walter will be out like looking at... Oh, that'll be flowers in, on the streets of New York. <laughs> trying to find flowers in the streets of New York in February. In February, to be Good charming luck with that. <laughs> so, and again, we don't know if anything's going to happen between New York and, and uh, Port Canaveral. I mean, that's the big question: is is there going to be some big uh, thing going on? Some kind of special cruise? They haven't announced that yet. So, find out. Yeah, all in the works. All right, our second news story: Disney announces changes. Coming to Test Track. In a recent announcement by the Disney Company, Test Track at Epcot will be will close in the summer of 2012 for rehab and open as the Chevrolet Design Center in the fall slash winter of 2012. This new version of the attraction will transform the current testing workshop into the sleek Chevrolet Design Center at Epcot, where guests can become immersed in the fun and fast world of automotive design. I should learn. How to read. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should learn how to read those little those little squiggles and the <laughs> commas. Yeah, they they help. <laughs> They're not periods. All right. Here, guests will become automotive designers and create their own custom vehicles. Next, they'll buckle into a six-person sim car ride vehicle and test out their design on the challenging track of the test track course. Afterward, afterwards, guests can take a fascinating look. Into the future of transportation by viewing a collection of the latest Chevrolet vehicles. Okay, they're adding words in there that I'm not sure they're using correctly. Fast and fun. And fast and fun and fascinating. Well, the question now is, are they replacing the actual test track ride? Because this sounds I like know. a simulator. Yeah. I don't want it to be simulated. I hate simulated rides. This sounds like the sum of all thrills right. where you... Yeah, I was just going to say... You sit in a park. Or is this now in addition to that? Is this a second thing you I hope can it's do? an addition. I can't imagine them doing away with test track. It Me took them. It took them so long to get it working. <laughs> you you got to remember. I mean, it literally remember, took four years. Do you remember how many years you would go in and all you'd hear in Epcot was anything? And they still had all that screening up about it. And you're like, it's never going to work. <laughs> I feel like I want to go back over and ride test track the way it is now. Like a bunch no, of times. Yeah. Before it I'm going to ride it for the first time. Test track is a great ride. Yeah, I it is. I mean, it really yeah, is. Once, we'll, we'll once they it got it working. Yeah. Even Finley's excited. We were at Epcot um, two weeks ago now. She could hear it. And she kept telling me, car, car. Aww. I'm like, yeah, baby, that car is going fast. She's like, ride. I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> So do you think this sounds cool? Like it's going to be, I know Julie doesn't like simulated mm-hmm. rides, but you're going to design your own car. I mean, I don't. I think that's cool, but. It's like going to the CarMax website and <laughs> picking out the I car. I don't know. I think, you know, if, if, you're, if, you're into, if you're into that experience, why do the simulation when you go over to Richard Petty and do that, ex- that, that exotic car thing yeah. that mm-hmm. they're doing, which, you know, even to me sounds a little cool. I would never do it. But, you know, I, I 
would do a simulator before I would do the real thing. Really? I'll say, I'll say I didn't also, like there's the a, simulator. There's a cost involved in the real thing, and there's a you know how many people they can. Maybe do. they're going to have both. I just wonder. You know, they say you get to look at some of the new Chevy vehicles afterwards. So you do. Now. That's what you do yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the 2013, you know, Silverado. Yeah, Sorry. Really. <laughs> I want to see like concept cars, more of those. Aren't you yeah, excited? I agree with the, you on that. When the curtain sure. parts and there's the car behind the curtain. <laughs> That doesn't excite you? Right. They only have, what, the one concept 2007 car in there? 2007 Malibu. I think, yeah. <laughs> the Malibu. All right. Well, I guess we will see what happens. And our final news story. Titanic artifacts to go on display at Orlando Attraction. Yeah, they're bringing, it, they're bringing this back. Titanic the Experience on International Drive in Orlando will host a traveling artifact exhibit that includes a 3,000-pound section of the hull of the infamous ship. It's the second largest piece of the Titanic ever recovered. Which op- uh, the exhibit opens January thirteenth, which is Friday the thirteenth. Mm. Mm, the nice, large, nice, nice timing. Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest piece uh, that it was ever found is a seventeen-ton section of the hull that was recovered during salvaging. This Sal- and by salvaging, I mean grave robbing. Exactly. Uh, the piece that's going to be displayed at the exper- at Titanic The Experience is originally from the starboard side on sea deck. The smaller hull section contains portholes that looked into the ship's dishwashing and china storage rooms. Uh, it was raised 12,500 feet from the ocean floor in 1998, where it had been sitting for 86 years after the disaster of the Titanic. Wasn't this year the 100th anniversary? Mm-hmm. It's coming up on the 100th anniversary. Yeah. April... Fourth? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, it said it right here, and I skipped over. April 15th. April 15th. The exhibit will also include 100 authentic artifacts from the Titanic's debris field, 30, 31 of which have never been seen before. Among the never-before-seen items are a watch chain with pearls, oval portal frame, cooking pot, deck lamp, wine bottle with solidified substance, marble slab with cold water faucet, and waste valve, and a cut crystal carafe with the flag of the White Star Line on it. Wow. Uh, and then this is more about the, the exhibit itself. Uh, I think this is pretty cool. I, I I think I you know I'm I'm somebody who's always been fascinated by Titanic and its story. And um, well, they're what, auctioning off all that stuff. I was just going to say there is a I apologize, for that, but there is a um, here's my issue, and. You know, I, I, it's it's a gravesite. It's a gravesite, mm-hmm. and by taking stuff, you know, out of it, and I and I understand the historical importance of it, and I'm not trying to minimize that. I just always felt like it was, you know, how many people, two, three thousand people yeah. died there. I guess it's like any other. Uh, archaeological site what what's the appropriate response do you go to pompeii and not touch anything or do you put it on display for people to see it does yeah. it go to the travel around the world do, yeah. do egyptian artifacts have to stay where they were found that's, yeah, that's a little different i think that with the titanic it, it's it's different like what you're saying i i want to see it it'd be different if they were going to pearl harbor and trying to pull that up you know what i'm saying that would be in my opinion what pete says that would be grave robbing Could what's they- the difference could they set up a? Could they set up an exhibit I over feel, Pearl well, over in my the opinion, Titanic? Because that's no, it's, it's too deep. Too deep. It's, too deep yeah. it's a part of our country's history, and those people were trying to, you know, basically save the world. Titanic yeah, well, wasn't trying to save the world. See, you know, 
Exactly. I mean, but their deaths are still tragic. Uh, they're oh. still tragic. Yes. I don't know. But they weren't uh, again, in a war. Um, it's just it's a personal feeling. Yeah. It's not. I'm not. I'm not really not casting any judgment on the exhibit or anything like that. It's just a personal feeling. I just I'm fascinated by it. I'm interested in it. But at the same time, I just kind of have that, you know, because they're doing they're they're doing uh, cruises. I saw that uh, in April that are going to follow the exact path That's that the bizarre. Titanic followed I would not do at that. the exact time, stopping at uh, the spot where it sunk for a memorial. Um, and most of the people on the ship are uh, relatives of people who died that night, but also just a lot of you know enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Well, who are no paying a fortune to do this cruise. It's no different than people who recreate Civil War yeah. battles kind of thing. It's a, it's part of history at this point. Uh, it, it just, I, I guess I don't have that problem with it. I mean, they're not pulling up bodies. No. So it's not, it's... No, no, I understand that. It's like I said, it's... That's just my opinion. It's I, I just, I consider the entire thing a, a gravesite. I mean, because people are entombed there. And, you know, I don't see the difference between picking up pieces of China and personal effects off the bottom of the Atlantic any differently than if they dug somebody up and were taking watches and personal effects out of a coffin. Well, what if you found something on a Civil War battlefield with a, with a metal detector? That's a little different. It's a little different than, you know, you, you, you happen to find something like that as opposed to these are coordinated efforts requiring an enormous amount of money and resources to send devices down to the 12,000 feet into the bottom of the Atlantic specifically to find the stuff. Um, And it's done, and it was done for profit. It was not done for, you know, you talk about an archaeological dig. Those are not done for profit. Those are done for science. This was done for profit. This was done to be able to profit off of this particular event. Um. So I understand the historical importance of this stuff, and I'm not minimizing that because there is real historical importance to it. But the fact of the matter is it is a site where thousands of people lost their lives. Those are per- you know, a lot of these things are personal effects of the people who died. Um, and like I said, in my mind, I, I don't see a difference between what these what these guys did pulling that stuff off the up off the ocean floor and digging up a body and saying oh nice watch mm-hmm. one of the problems though is that there's a, a precedent out there for shipwrecks yeah we made a precedent that anything people find in a shipwreck it becomes fair game to whatever profit you can make of it where other things are this belongs in a museum. You should. This has to go to a certain museum and be right. vetted a certain way. It's like going to see Tutankhamun's exhibit. You know, right. if somebody went in and completely pillaged his yep, absolutely his burial site. Here's the. Well, you talked about the auction, and I think this puts another twist on it. Titanic: The Experience is owned by Premier Exhibitions, and they are going to have uh, an auction of five thousand items on April 11th from the Titanic. Um, they have to be purchased as a single lot, and the value is estimated at $189 million. And I wonder where that money's going. Into the corporation. Well, Thank you. Premier auctions. Now, right. you brought up Premier. King Tut. 
That was an archaeological dig. That was done for science. That was not done as a for-profit venture. No, but people no, actually, had, it was the, the grave robbing was yeah, done well before. Had, well, that. there was grave robbing by individuals. I'm right. talking about the actual discovery of, of Tut's tomb was actually never pillaged. That was why it was such an amazing find because no one else knew it was there, and all of the treasure was still intact. So that one actually hadn't been grave robbed. I don't consider archaeolo- archaeologists finding something like that to be grave robbing. Um, that is more that I, I consider that science and education because um, it's not done for profit. It's not done for profit. It's done for you know to to enlighten us as to what the culture was. That's you know. And and again, there were some aspects. I mean, it shed a lot of light on what actually happened to the Titanic. There was always, before it was found, there was one set of ideas as to how it sank. And then once it was found, they realized, no, you know, this is what happened. Everybody thought it went down in one piece. It didn't. It went down in two. That it was a series of of holes along the side that were caused, uh, that caused the sinking, not, you know, one big massive hit. I mean, there were all these things that they learned. So... But again, I don't know, and I'm a, you know I'm not saying that nobody should go and see it or anything like that. I'm just saying that's it's always been kind of uncomfortable. I've always found it kind of uncomfortable. All right. So if you have no morals, go to TitanicTheExperience.com <laughs> and you can go and get the details of visiting the exhibit. And that's it for the they news. did this a while back. They also do a dinner, by the way. They do the Titanic the do? Experience dinner. Yeah, where I think they just. I don't know how. I don't know how good awesome. it could be. I don't know how good it could be because it's like twenty one ninety five a person or something like that. <laughs> they do is they throw buckets of water on you at one point. Oh God! <laughs> You're making this these, crap up, right? This is awful. Go they to TitanicTheExperience.com and look at what they offer. They have a dinner that they do there with character actors playing roles of people oh on God, the show. Oh my God, that's horrible. Do they have the people playing the awful music? You know. Yes, they have. I oh, believe they have the band. That's yeah, a yeah. that's a real band, I, and you can go but, and watch them play. Like. <laughs> They when, tour. That's also on their website. <laughs> when this first started, when they first started bringing this stuff out, I thought they did something very cool. We went over to a museum in Tampa to see this when it first, when this was, what, 20 years ago yeah. when they first, this stuff first started to tour, and you were given a ticket, and your ticket had the name of a passenger on yes. it. Yes. And you went through the entire exhibit. Some of the stuff, I learned some interesting stuff from it. Linoleum at the time was considered a luxury item. The the Titanic was the first ship to have linoleum floors. But at the end of the exhibit, as you walked out, you found out whether you survived or not. Mm. The person on your ticket. They still do that. I think that's still part of the current experience. From what I understand... You know oh, yeah. the, the, this particular exhibit. They do a very tasteful job of yeah. of how they present things, and they 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 don't overshadow the fact that a lot of people died. So I'm not casting. I'm not saying that if you go see yeah, Titanic exhibit, it. you're it okay. you know go. yeah, you're doing go. something. It's a cheap meal. Right? I'm just I'm just saying that you know be conscious of where you are and and what this is, and you know I I. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's not a carnival-like atmosphere, the but I think I back to, to I think I'm sorry I just I think back to my experience in Hawaii at Pearl Harbor and how many people I wanted dead that day because of the way they were acting at that memorial. When we did this again, it's been a very long time since we did it, but it was this very hushed atmosphere. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they recreated the grand staircase, and then there was a door where you went 
it was still inside the museum, but it was like you went outside on the ship. And they so it was had cold the, and They dark. had the temperature exactly what it was that night. And you went out, and they had the stars in the sky, so the constellations were right. All the stars were accurate. And they said, this is the breeze. There, were, um, there was a fan going somewhere that kept it at the right temperature and the right weather conditions. And this is what you would have felt if you had been on deck. And they had so, an actual deck chair from the ship. Right. That was one of the but things. But, I mean, was everything was behind glass. It was like you were in a museum. It mm-hmm. wasn't like you could have your picture taken yeah, in the Titanic it, it deck also chair. Wasn't, it also, at that time, I don't know what it's like now, but at that time it wasn't so commercialized that it was, okay, here you're drinking a Diet Coke and you're eating popcorn and you're walking around this exhibit. You're right. It was all sort of done in a very solemn way. That's and, what I understand. It was, it was tastefully done. And when you left, the last thing you walked through was the memorial room where the names of all the people who perished were listed. And again, this is a brand new thing. They, they, they rehabbed it and they reopened it in a larger space, so it could be different. And mm-hmm. there's a dinner thing involved that there's, you can do. You can do a dinner, yeah. You can do a Titanic dinner show. Dinner. Yeah, I wanted a, And it's a show. Like, it's some, I think. Hoop de doo, only with tragedy <laughs> or what? <laughs> <laughs> tragedy. Very depressing. They start screaming yeah. at you in the middle of dinner that the ship's going down and you have to get off. I gotta, yeah, I gotta see this. This is it's just—it's kind of disturbing. It is disturbing me. I, I have to go. I was gonna go check it out. I'll see the exhibit. I think I'll skip the dinner. Go I'll, check it out. Go check, go, you yeah. know, we'll we'll cover it as part of you know cover it for the show. Kathy, let's go check that. Go out. check okay. it out. Okay. Let's go. We will have our last dinner on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bizarre. Is that That's is that it? for the news? Yep. All right. Well, thank you, thank you for that engaging conversation, John. We're gonna move on to rapid fire. I'll go first. Okay. Um, the Blue Ribbon Bakery on Main Street in Disneyland is no more. It's gone. It's been replaced by the Jolly Holiday Bakery. It's a Mary Poppins themed bakery. Oh, I didn't get the name until I read the blog, and then I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, I, I got it, it right. I got it right up. Jolly Holiday. First, yeah. my first thought was Christmas. Oh no, yeah, Jolly yeah, see, Holiday. When I read it, I thought, Oh, that's a little late. Jolly yeah. Holiday. Yeah. And Carnation um, Cafe is closed. And we'll reopen, and I think they're going to have inside seating now again. Yeah, because so. they're taken away from the bakery. Yeah, so I love Carnation Cafe. I've never been there, but I've been to the bakery. And the bakery, side. yeah. But I think Jolly Holiday looks fun, too, so interesting. Something new in Disneyland. Cool. Thank you very much. Cool. Kevin. Mine is about Italy. We have our trip to Italy coming up May 24th through June 1st. We have space available if you'd like to join us. The pricing, I should have had this up, don't you think? I think you should have. Uh, The pricing is, I believe, about $4,800. As soon as I can pull it up on my iPad, I will give you the exact pricing. It is three days in Rome, three days in Tuscany, and two nights in Venice, Italy. And the pricing for the trip is... Forty. I lied. It's forty four eighty nine per person based on double occupancy. Forty two sixty nine for children, and sixty two eighty nine if you're a single traveler. They really do sock it to you with that single supplement. But again, we have room, and if you're interested in going, please write to Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel dot com. Going to be an amazing trip. I'd have to sell an egg to go. <laughs> really? Oh, this is a visual. Like a Fabergé egg or something? No. <laughs> All right. Thank you, you Kevin. John. Um, I have two to choose from. Let me see. Which one do I want? I ran across an article that Jason Garcia wrote in the Orlando Sentinel. And 
I think he's fantastic. I think I he, think Jason's amazing. Awesome. He always has information that I go, I've never heard that. So I don't know where he gets his information. But he's, he's a journalist. Right. He's a true journalist who's right. out doing like what a journalist is supposed to do. Right, rather than just And it's so rare anymore that when you see it, it's like, oh my God, it's extraordinary. It used to be that's how they all were. Um, and I know from personal dealings with this man, this is a his ethics are are without question, and I think his talent as a journalist, he does a great service to this to this community in Orlando through that paper, and I think he should be given a holiday or something. <laughs> he had a really nice article about talking about how um, last year was the year of Harry Potter, but this year and going forward, he sees that diminishing. And he talks about all the new stuff that's coming hmm. up at Disney. He's talking about all the new stuff that's coming up at other parks and how Harry Potter is now going to be the, – the attendance is going to be chipped away at until the new Harry I, Potter. I seem to recall someone saying that. Oh. So in addition to the stuff we've already talked <sighs> about – was it? He had an – I can't a, remember. He had a sentence in his – uh, story that really kind of threw me, and I apologize if, if you guys know this already. In 2013, SeaWorld will unveil a new themed "quote unquote" land mm-hmm. based on the frozen continent of Antarctica. Correct. The company unveils. The company officials say the the project will include a, will include a first of its kind ride in which guests experience the rugged landscape through the eyes of a penguin, as well as a themed retail area. You were, you were away when I, I covered Was that. I? I yes. apologize because I really would have enjoyed making fun of that while you were here. <laughs> through the eyes of a penguin. It's called Happy Feet 3. <laughs> you couldn't enjoy Antarctica through the eyes of a penguin. What, always running from walruses? Yeah. I mean, what? Or having to sit on an egg for days and days and days. You can't move. Okay, I'm sorry, but there are some bad ideas <laughs> that just need to be left The way off. they explained it when we were there, it sounds really cool with the 3D like dome kind of a thing where you're like... In, I mean, do not you, underestimate SeaWorld and what they you can would do. Ha- yeah, you would have to be into that, I would think, but it, it looked really cool that even if you weren't into penguins I think you would enjoy the experience from what I saw they're cute but they're not cuddly oh I think they are kinda Julie Scardina was cuddly with the penguins while we were there (laughs) when they get all puffy and they got the little eggs sitting on their feet and they're I don't know March of the Penguins put me to sleep I knew this was something I probably missed somewhere along the line but it just struck me as funny that and there's going to be a retail area about Antarctica you can get snow. <laughs> get yeah, but yeah, what are you going to buy? A blanket of snow? A little Penguin faux blanket? Penguins and that's at the press conference. That's what what they did is they had us go through this room that we started out where it was like warm, and then they took us into this room where it was like snowing, and that's where they announced all the details. So they're working on it. I mean, it looks pretty cool. All right, we shall see. All right. Well, thank you, John, Kathy. Okay, since we're talking about um, Big Thunder Ma- or. Test track, there's a lot of, uh, got ahead of myself there, there's a lot of attractions that are going down for rehab this year. So it's going to be, you know, this is another one of those pack your patients kind of things. Dumbo is now down. It's going to be down. It depends. Disney first said it was going to be down until the 17th of February. Now there is no date as to when it's going to reopen because they're moving it and then they're going to have two Dumbos. See, that, that's one of the things. If it was, if I was coming my first time to Disney and Dumbo wasn't working... So you've got Dumbos down. I'd be upset. Big Thunder Mountain is down now until May of May 27th. You've got in Magic Kingdom, the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor is down. 
for three months. The Main Street Electrical Parade is down from the 20th of this month to February the 10th. Fantasmic is down from January 9th to Lord Almighty to February the 12th, and then we have Test Truck that's down from April yeah. till fall sometimes. So we've got a hmm. lot of Stitch's Great Adventure is fine, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> At least, though, I mean, you know, the Magic Kingdom does still have Aladdin's Magic Carpets, which is basically the same exact ride mechanism. Mm-hmm. So it's not an elephant, but your kids still get the same sort of experience. And you Good can point. go to Animal Kingdom and do it in a Triceratops. Yep. But <laughs> yes. it's like managing <laughs> expectations that. because you see a lot of people on the Disney go, oh, that was my child's favorite ride. Yeah, my you know, vacation is ruined. I'll never you know. be the same Kathy, again. If they take out a bench, it's going to be their child's favorite bench. Oh, yeah. I know. That's like when this was where we used to sit. This is you're gonna you're never gonna have everybody be happy. But I said, you know, if you know that going in instead of yeah. when you get there and then yeah, find go out. ahead and set their expectation level. You know, tell them you can't ride Dumbo, but hey, we can ride a magic flying carpet. <laughs> because I don't know if you remember when they tore down Mickey's house in Magic Kingdom. And they had put the screening up as you yeah. come by on the train, but you could see through the screening, and people actually saw Disney by like bulldozing the house. It was traumatic. Course, yes, and there was lots of traumatized children and families. Do you remember Julie being traumatized when they took Mister Toad away? You have to bring that up, don't you? <laughs> He's just. I had a hard digging time that dagger t- deeper. I had a hard time when they took down the sort of 1970s modern um, security checkpoint near Fort Wilderness. So. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their yeah, thing. Lord. For well, sure. If they ever go to close Figment, you're just going to find me chained to the front door because I'm not going to buy oh. anything they have to say at that point. She's going to be like the people who chain themselves to trees. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bid on being the guy that gets to swing the axe first. One <laughs> well, of the things I've been reading on the board that people are upset about is the way the new Dumbo ride is going to be laid out with the covered waiting area and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the same shot of your right. kid on Dumbo with the castle behind you. Because it's all going to be enclosed and it's going to be harder to get that shot. So, a lot of talk on the boards about yeah. Dumbo, apparently. Okay. Thank you very wow. much for that, Kathy. Jules. Um, I actually have, uh, I got an email several months back from a listener. She actually works for Melissa and Doug. Do you guys know who that is? I do, I do. I know, I know Teresa Wood. I do. They're a toy company. Um, they make. Oh. Really great wooden puzzles and all sorts of different toys. So she wrote to me telling me about a product that they have called the Trunky, which is a suitcase for little kids, anybody up to 75 pounds. I don't think you're allowed to put children in a suitcase. Well, (laughs) this is a suitcase that kids can ride. Even if it's Melissa's and Doug's suitcase. Let me see. It's cool. I've actually seen these in the airport. Oh, my God. Isn't that adorable? So they come in all sorts of different colors. They're $40. And um, it says the greatest travel innovation since the wheelie bag. It allows children to either scoot along on their own luggage through the airport or train station. <laughs> or you can pull the kids along behind you and just let them ride on it. What um, a great idea. Yep. It's a, 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 also, it could be used as a storage bin at home. You can purchase stickers, which is why this one has a little face on it. It looks like a cat kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it has a little face and a mustache, and the kid's name is, the is on it. Yeah, I want to know um, if they have the, the adult size. You know, when she, her name <laughs> is Ellen. She's Ellen S. 1958 on the boards, and she said her partner and herself, they actually had been 
using these for their two boys. And so she suggested it to me for my kids. I think mine need to be just a tad older. Yeah, they could. Because they would go rogue. Yeah. <laughs> go rogue, or if you're pulling them, they'd, they'd fall off. They'd fall off, yeah. yeah. That would, they'd have to have so, good stability right. before it's like you her, her kids are three and four and a half, yeah. and even older now. So they're probably the perfect age for this. So she said it's just helps so you don't have two tired children whining to be picked up and carried through the airport. They have a blast riding on this. She's like, I'm not looking to promote anything. It doesn't benefit me since my name isn't on the door. I just thought it was a really cool product for you or even for some of our other listeners. What an awesome, uh, awesome idea. It is. And it even has a little video. Um, If you go to melissaanddoug.com, the Trunky is on the main homepage. You click on it. You can watch it. It shows kids riding them and and being pulled on them. So I have a feeling two of these are in our future. (laughs) But I just thought it was a really great product. And maybe I should have done it as my favorite thing. (laughs) And uh, as always, we will have links to everything that we're discussing on the show on our show notes page, which is podcast.wdwinfo.com. Thank you for that info, Ellen, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Isn't it great when you find something that you really like? Yeah, and I, I love Melissa I, and Doug. I mean, we oh only gosh. own Melissa and Doug puzzles. No, I hate when I find things that I like. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's great to be able to share stuff like no, that. No, absolutely. I've gotten a lot of ideas from the boards and stuff. And I have she's going to be on Podcast Cruise 3.0. Oh, really? So I hope her kids are using these. <laughs> I'll know who she is by the trunky. Awesome. All right, that will do it for Rapid Fire. We are going to move on to a, a new segment that we're going to be adding to the news and rapid fire show each week. The top 10 trip planning posts on disboards.com. And uh, this is kind of like a hybrid of our disboards.com show. Uh, we're not going to be discussing every one of these posts. We'll be discussing some of them. But uh, we wanted to highlight what everybody is talking about. Uh, on the boards and I specify that these are the top 10 trip planning posts because much to my chagrin a decent portion of what is posted on my boards has absolutely nothing to do with planning a trip it has not it's amazing what some people will post on a discussion board and you know maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot here folks but may I encourage you to develop some kind of what's the word I'm looking for dignity Um, before you post certain things on a public forum we don't care about your feet we don't care about your teeth um, and we don't care about your child's bowel movements Um, these are all things that as I'm searching the top ten posts I'm coming across, and I'm like, you know, what the hell did I start here? However, so what you've done is you went out and you've looked for the most popular posts based and on what criteria? Based on if they had relevance to planning a trip. But, I mean, when you first went out and you cast your net, was it number of replies? Was it number of written? No, it, we go by the analytics. We go by what is viewed the most. So above these threads about trip planning, those threads were more popular? Some of them, yes. Number four? So I'm just saying is apparently those are things gross observation. Those are things that are people are talking about. As, well, as don't we, be giving nothing away. Okay, okay. I have a reveal sequence here, Missy. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, as far as you know, you talk about 
be careful what you post. Apparently, that's what interests people. If it's more popular than these trip planning things, apparently kids' bowel movements oh, are okay. Well, you know what but I noticed? It has absolutely no, – that's fine. I've, I've always come to accept that that is part of having a, a, the boards. We learned that early on. In terms of what we do on this show – it really should be geared no, toward I trip agree. planning. So I that's I why just, I'm... I was just kind of trying to say it out loud, saying that you were searching for the top 10, and based on what you found, you found other posts that were more popular than these that had nothing to do with trip planning that were even kind of... Right, and that's always, that's always bugged me, that I pay the amount of money I pay to keep those boards up. and Because you've you got to understand something, that when I started those boards, they were started specifically, specifically for trip planning. That's it. There was no community board. There was no scrapbooking board. There was none of that. This was all about trip planning. As the boards grew and more people came and these topics started infesting. Infesting? Um, Springing these out other, these These started infesting the boards. We started creating other forums to capture them so that people that wanted theme park attractions and strategies could be relatively assured that when they went there, what was being discussed would be relevant to that topic. Because that was a complaint that we used to get back in the old days, long before any of you, with the exception of John, were around. The <laughs> complaints we used to get was that, you know, I go onto this particular forum and I'm reading about all this stuff that has nothing to do with Disney and has nothing to do with planning a trip. Why do you know, why does that have to be here? And I have a question. The moderators are there, and they 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 do move things yes, around, they do. don't they? I've seen them do that, so that mm-hmm. does get done. But don't you think that some people, the title of their thread, is worded in such a way to capture your attention? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Of course, it's just like, sure. Of course, it's it like is. Well, what is it? you, you want to go see what that? Of course, what it's about that's human it's usually nature. never about what it's. And says. you know, we get uh, we get criticized a lot for inconsistency of moderation. Um, and, you know, these are armchair quarterbacks who have absolutely no idea what's involved in running an online forum. None whatsoever. And if they do have experience in running an online forum, I'll bet you dollars to donuts they have no experience running anything this size. Um, each one of these boards has its own community. It has its own regulars. Um, and some of these boards are very ins- insulated from other boards. You get people that go to the theme parks board and the budget board and never go anywhere else. Um, so We have people on our board, on our, what I consider our board, our podcast board, that come to us specifically because this is where they feel comfortable and they talk about things related and to the And that's the case, and that's the case right. with, with, with all the boards. Exactly. Um, and what we have tried to do as part of the moderation process is allow moderators to decide what's acceptable within that board. So what may fly on theme parks may not fly on resorts. It may not fly on on camping. It may not fly on budget. Um, and we've tried to give the moderators a level of uh, you know a, a level of ability to kind of factor that in. But anyway, this has absolutely nothing to do with what the segment is about. So we're going to start off with number ten for last week: forty three dollars and sixty six cents for a ten year old to eat at Crystal Palace. This is posted. On the theme parks, attractions, and strategies board by Doug, seventy-eight fifty-six. We're planning a third of July visit to the Magic Kingdom. I know the crowds are going to be monstrous, but we, like everyone else there, 
want to see the 4th of July fireworks, knowing from past experience that it would be nice to have a dinner break and an hour of air conditioning. I thought we'd try Crystal Palace. After making the reservation, I checked the prices and was shocked to see the sticker price for a 10-year-old child is $43.66, including tax, but not gratuity, or the seasonal price increase. Uh, My 10-year-old will eat two chicken legs and dessert. No way I will pay upwards of $60 for that. I'm thinking character dining is over for us. I canceled the reservation. We're eating at the Plaza Restaurant. Still air-conditioned, I think. I'm in agreement. Yeah, I'm too. I mean, you know, Ferris now is three, so we would have to pay the three-year-old price for this buffet, and I can't even say. He might eat a chicken nugget. The it, question always comes I apologize for interrupting. The question always comes up, what, what should Disney do? Is it appropriate to say age, and then at what age does a kid change? Because kids are different. Right. I have to be honest and say, you know, with their ticket pricing – I get it. A 10-year-old, I I get why they consider the 10-year-old an adult. But when it comes to food, I think that 12 and under should still be considered children, in my opinion. I agree. I I think once they reach the age of 13, especially for teenage boys and some girls, their appetites increase greatly. I agree with you. Never going to happen because Disney's, Disney's, the the bottom line is, folks, when you're going to, you know, and there's nothing wrong with this post. It's perfectly legitimate, and I agree with them. I think it's ridiculous, but... The fact of the matter is the Crystal Palace is routinely full. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, as long as there's people sitting on the porch, yep. yeah. they're, you're, they're not going to change it. Um, and I can't say it, though. My God, I, I, I wouldn't even get my money's worth with Grace or Stella. Or, okay, that was Figaro. Yeah, I, I thought guess. Kathy or Teresa was rubbing on me really hard. Figaro, it's okay, I Figaro thought, is working this side of the table. Was, I thought it was Kevin a minute ago. I was like, ooh, Kevin. My legs aren't that hairy. Now, see... I don't have a problem with that because they tell you what the age requirement is ahead of time. Right. So then it's up to you to decide yeah. right. if that works it's for your, your family. It's your decision, yeah. And if they made it 11, then people would complain. No matter what age they put that it at. That was my point. My point is I think because yeah. Julie says 12 and under. <clears throat> so then you're going to get, well, my 12-year-old isn't a big eater. Mm-hmm. So it's always going to be that what's the right decision it's for your, Disney it's to It's a do. call. It's right. the person. It's the Individual, individual call. If you you know if you're going to get your money, it really struck a chord with me because we're thinking about taking Finley here for her birthday because she loves Winnie the Pooh. So, and that's where the I think that's where a lot of the the problem lies. Is that okay? Yeah, you can make that personal decision. I don't want to eat there because of the price, but then it's like, well, you know, I want my kids to experience it. I want to go in the sea. I want them to have one-on-one character interaction. So that's really, in my opinion, what you're paying for. Right. We look in the window. That's what we do. Oh, look. There's poo. <laughs> but you have the advantage that, you know. When are you looking at? Have Stella Dallas. <laughs> I was just going to say. Oh, I love Stella that Dallas. You live in a. nose up against you the window. You can go meet Pooh and his friends. I know. In, I know. In what the you? UK at Epcot. Yeah. But you can't hug Piglet while you're eating bacon. That's worth the price right there. <laughs> John. I tormented Piglet the last time I was there. It's your cousin. Wave a piece of bacon at him. It's all what's important. If if it if it is that important to you or your child, yep. then go do it yeah. by all means. Yeah, Work it into your budget. But if it's not, it is definitely one of those things that its value is is different. It's for debatable. Every I mean, mm-hmm. every person. So I don't criticize anybody for spending the money, and I don't criticize anybody for saying they won't. Right. Um, but I thought you know. Well, if you don't want to pay for your child, you can get one of those little children's suitcases that Corey or Julie was telling talking about and leave them outside on the porch. <laughs> or, you can, or you can bring them in and feed it through it like it's a, a poodle, <laughs> like it's a service dog. 
All right. The number nine post last week, uh, a perennial uh, post, a perennial popular post on the board's uh, what is now being referred to as Disney Food Pictures Part 4 on the Disney Restaurants Board. This was previously known as Disney Food Porn. Um, and this is where folks are just posting pictures of what they eat uh, when they go to Disney World. Really popular. Now up to 149 pages. Oh, my God. Um, my favorite picture this is the, the Viennapoli this is the fourth. <laughs> this is the fourth thread, because when a thread gets, I think it's 250, mm-hmm. uh, we cut it off. 250 because, pages? Yeah, okay. oh, 250 okay. pages. And the reason for that, folks, is because over that number, the performance strain on the server for those threads is absolutely extraordinary. So that's why we have to do it. We're not trying to... I wondered to, what the reasoning yeah, was. It's the... the you got, well, you got to remember when you load when you load a thread, it is it's doing when a thread has that many pages. Yeah, it's loading a lot of stuff. Right. So, especially pictures. I mean, now it's loading. And this one has pictures. Well, that's that, that's it's not so even so much the pictures, but because these most of these these pictures aren't stored in our servers. These are being called from somewhere else. Um, but just yeah, that's why we we, we do that. But uh, Disney food pictures on the uh, restaurants board, and there will be links uh, as always to all of this stuff on the. Show notes page podcast.wdwinfo.com. Maybe it's just me. I never find those pictures appetizing. I was just going to say, I look at these and I think. It's oh. very rarely that I do, but those pizzas looked really good to it's me. It's just they don't look appetizing. As and a I photographer, d- it doesn't. I don't know. I just never felt obliged to take pictures of my food. And I don't know that that helps me. Look if at I, that. I can't Beaches touch cream, my food. There's a, sink. there's a picture of, of the, kitchen's, uh, the kitchen sink it's dessert. Gross. It's so gross. It's, I think it's amazing. I think it's absolutely amazing. But. Oh no, Kathy, I'm not allowed, if we're on Disney property, I'm not allowed to touch my food until Corey takes a photo of it. Do you know how annoying that is? No, well. <laughs> and, I'm gonna, and I need to say this, too, and people are going to be probably think I'm being two-faced about it, but, I mean, someone like Corey is going to take a better picture yes, he is. than the average person, because some of these pictures are just, but, they're gross. Okay, so you, you have all these pictures, and, I, and other than you look and go, oh, that kitchen sink is way too big, what does the picture tell you you know what it's like anything else that goes on on the site and the boards this is all about fostering that connection to disney, disney right. when you're not there oh I so never thought of it you're sitting at work your day sucks your boss is a jackass and you want <laughs> you go on to the boards and you look at these pictures and you're connected for never ten seconds. And now you're I'm going to contradict myself. You have a picture up of cupcakes. I don't know where it is, and that looks good to me. That they're pretty. They're it's at the Candy Cauldron, June 2011. So they're all lined up, they're and they're pretty. all colorful, and they're, <laughs> <Yeah>. they're pretty. <laughs> so you don't want to see you don't want to see somebody's plate. Yeah, I guess you know, the plate sometimes the presentation me. on your plate is not great. Right. You know, depending on where you're eating. But obviously. you know, a lot of times, okay, here's a picture of what I'm imagining is steak that looks like. <laughs> That looks like a body was hacked up on a plate. Ew. But, it, you know, a lot of this has to do with uh, the lighting. It has to do with whether you're using a flash or not. Yep. Um, and it's very difficult to, uh, to you, take a good picture of food. Does most it, times it's now probably your phone taking the picture. Probably right? iPhones. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yep. So. so does it matter? Does it matter what the quality Apparently of the Apparently not. It's a very popular post. It's I think the people number, start the number posting nine. photos of, like... Crumpled up Taco Bell wrappers. Look, well, I ate that. I posted that picture on Facebook one time of my. I got halfway through my wedge salad at fifties and posted a picture of it. 
And Corey I, was like all over me with the dirty porn. That's just nasty. You uh-huh. can't do this. <laughs> dirty food porn. No, no, Teresa. <laughs> All right, number eight comes from the Disney Cruise Line forum posted by Jessica's mom. 2013 Madeira port schedule out. This is regarding the uh, rumored, or it's really, I mean, it's a rumor, but it's going to happen. In 2013, Disney Cruise Line going back to the Mediterranean and uh, our intrepid uh, visitors or intrepid uh, posters on the cruise line board always find um, the official port schedules and... They figured out the they figured out the Mexico Mexican Riviera itinerary months before Disney announced it because they found out because the port information I guess is readily available. Right. If you do so a little bit of digging, knowledge. you can find out where di- you know where Disney's scheduled to to port, and that's what they did here. So this um, was uh, this was going to be my other rapid fire that I had to choose from. Um, the dates that it's going to be in Madeira are May twenty eighth and October sixteenth. So the question becomes. Is this now the transatlantic? Is that where the transatlantic is going to come into mm. and then go out of for a Mediterranean sailing? We have heard a very strong rumor that Greece will be part of this Mediterranean cruise. Very, That's very exciting. Yeah, they they have to because they're having a really, really hard time getting people on these cruises, on the, on the med cruises. They're not selling out. So very interesting to see what, uh, what and when. I think we're hearing the 15th. <sighs> You know, they're supposed January fifteenth. They're supposed to release. I hope so. I hope it's soon because we've been waiting for these two thousand thirteen Wonder and Magic Cruise itineraries to come out now for a really long time, and it's not fair to people. You know, you could talk about these are expensive trips that people have to plan for, and now you're talking about less than a year for some folks. Yeah, I know. It's just it's. I, and then they wonder why they can't sell them right. because mm-hmm. yeah, well, whatever. Can I add to that that there is another thread out there where someone has found that the Wonder will be in Hawaii. Uh, from a, a port schedule, it looks like it's going to be no, uh, September twentieth and twenty first um, of this year. Of no, two thousand thirteen. Interesting. So, looks like the Wonder will be doing Hawaii cruises at some point, and the Magic will be doing Mediterranean cruises at some point. Interesting. All right, number. What are we up to? Ten, nine, eight, seven. seven. Number seven from the theme parks, attractions, and strategies board, posted by Jakey Bake. New reimagined test tract. We uh, just talked about that in our rapid fire segment about what's being done uh, to test track this summer uh, as part of the uh, the refurb. And so, if you want to see what the discussion is on the boards, we'll have a link to that again on the show notes page. Uh, number. Why am I having? Well, I can't count. Six. It's number six. It's thank you. you. It's backwards. I know. Yeah, it's backwards. backwards is harder. <laughs> Your New Jersey education. is I know. But yeah. <laughs> on full display for everybody. Number six. Also from Theme Parks, Attractions, and Strategies. 24-hour leap day, no thank you, posted by the Rovang Gang. Uh, I was so excited about this, quote, huge announcement, talking about the New Year's Eve announcement Disney made. Uh, And honestly, uh, free dining periods are more hand-flapping worthy. Uh, You couldn't pay me enough to be in the park leap day when it's open 24 hours tired children melting down at 3 a.m. with frustrated parents determined to get their money's worth it i think she meant it strains my brain but she typed it stains my brain <laughs> when I, see I wonder parents, what that man i think when i see parents disciplining tired children who can't express their needs maybe the older set would dig in but my parents always told me nothing good happens after midnight i agree with that statement i'm sticking to it 
Um, Stains my brain. Well, you know, beyond any of that, my big complaint about the announcement was it was Disney still hasn't learned this lesson on the Internet. Do not say we have a big announcement unless you are announcing something extraordinary. It can't be. I mean, they didn't learn from D23. They didn't learn from the last time they did this. We have a major announcement, and people think they're going to announce New York as a new port and a new ship and all this other stuff. And it turned out to be another package. And that's exactly what they did on New Year's Eve. Well, we've learned that ourselves. We started out by Absolutely. telling people that we had a big announcement. And immediately it goes to you're going to unfreeze Walt and bring, you know, Diane Disney Miller is going to tap dance across our table. Yeah. And no matter what you then tell people is they... It's a letdown. Right. They've Imagined. risen this to such a level that it, everything's a letdown. And so, uh, you know, I, I get it. But also I think this is a good point that, you know... It's, it's going to be a very crowded day that day. Yep. And I think it's unusual that Disney hasn't said anything about bus transportation, monorail transportation. Is that also going to be 24 hours? Mm. I would imagine it would have to yeah, be. Yeah, I would think so, too. You know, you would think that after some of the parties, but then you find out that the monorail stops running. I would bet you the monorail will be down for part of that, like in the early morning hours, and then closer to 6, it'll be back up Might for be, when it's yeah. So if you decide to leave at 4 o'clock, you either have, have to get to a bus take. or a boat? Yeah. What or walk. Th- <laughs> do you think... Um, what are your opinions? You think it's going to be so crowded that the park will be closed? Like, if I want to go over, say, at 1 a.m., you think I'll be able to still you get in? Be- oh, yeah. No, absolutely you will. You, you will. think there'll be 75,000 people in the park? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't a lot know. of people who are going to be there. Yeah. There'll be a lot of people there. It, they're not, look, it's, first of all, it's the end of February. Yeah. Uh, the park, under any circumstances, there is no circumstances by which, at the end of February, the Magic Kingdom will close for capacity, let alone at 2 o'clock in the morning. Is so. there going to be full dining? Or there, is it going to be left? You know as much as we do. Yeah. After 10 p.m., you starve. And the other really? thing is, if I'm going to be there, I want to eat. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, exactly. Right, and so another thing weekend. that they did is yesterday they announced that they were going to have a thousand sets of special Mickey ear yeah, hats and for annual pass holders, and that's sold out. Was you know booked up within hours, and I'm like, now what about the rest of us annual pass holders? Yeah, you know, and you know, out of those thousand people, how many of those are going to end up on eBay? You know, I exactly. I, I think for that day they could have come up with more than a thousand. Yeah, I am in agreement with the the poster, the original poster. You know, I there's no way that I would be there with Ferris and Finley. If you have small children, do not torture them like this, please. No. Teenagers, I think, would have a blast, and adults, and maybe a little older children, but well, unless you're toddlers and babies, it, and they're sleeping, you know, getting in a good rest the day before or something. All I know is that I while, be there. No. while these people are spending 24 hours in the Magic Kingdom, I'm going to be on the fantasy. So. I was just going to say, this also speaks to another problem that Disney has, is they have no coordination. None. We just found out that there's going to be this special preview of the fantasy so that's a huge press event unto itself and now you're running this it's happening on the same day as this which is yeah so now you've got people and it's 1200 miles apart exactly exactly so all right number five for last week um posted by love mick 49 again theme parks attractions and strategies uh also having to do with the leap leap day thing uh, free day and ticket my eye. This stinks. Um, mm. We have reservations February 24th through March 2nd. So after seeing the new promotion for a free night and ticket, I decided to call and take advantage of this. Well, after staying on the phone for 45 minutes, here is what I got. 
First, the CRO rep said we were not eligible because the promotion did not start until February the 26th. Then she said I could cancel the old res and make two new reservations. The first one would be from February 24th to the 26th with a two-day hopper, and the second will be from February 26th through uh, March 2nd with a five-day hopper. So she proceeded to change those reservations. Um, but she'd have to put another deposit down for $200, but the original deposit will also suffice, suffice for the other reservation. Uh, gave me a price of fourteen oh six fifty six for the five nights and twenty twenty three eighty four. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, eight eighty one eighty six was the price for the two nights and uh, fourteen. Whatever I said, fourteen oh six fifty six for the five nights, making it a total of twenty two eighty two forty two. The original reservation was for eight nights with seven day hoppers, and the total was two thousand twenty three dollars. It's two hundred and sixty-four dollars and fifty-eight cents more than the original with no discounts. And the reason for this, uh, well, you you can discover the reason for this reading the thread. I'm not going to go through it, but basically, uh, I think a lot of people were probably uh, on the phone doing this after that announcement. Let me try and get that free night. Maybe not realizing that, uh, you know, when you break your reservation up like that. Um, I think it, I think it had to do with the ticket she, because right. she was only paying, you know, a, a two night, you know, to getting a two night park hopper ticket as opposed to adding two nights to a five night ticket. It's a lot more expensive, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where that two hundred and some odd dollars came in from. And you know, the discussion kind of goes on that you know the CRO rep should have told her that, and then somebody else chimes in that that's not her job. I'm sorry, I think it is CRO's oh, job yeah. to tell you that. And to say, hey, wait a second. But the the bottom line is they're not – some of them not – and I'm not going to say this about all because I get a lot of really good CRO people on the phone. I really do. I'm not going sit to sit here and say that they're all bad. But you get some that aren't trained well and don't understand what they're, what, what they're booking, don't understand the nuances of what they're booking, and then things like this happen. But this is why it is important to be an educated consumer going into that. So uh, that, I thought, was an, an, another interesting take on this new promotion that Disney announced. If you're, if you're falling that window and it works out for you, it's going to be an okay savings. We see people yeah. anywhere from two to $300 save on their reservation. But you've got to remember, like going along the same lines, once you get up into four, five, six-day tickets, the cost to add those days isn't that much. Exactly. So Disney isn't losing that much by giving you one extra day on the ticket. It's really the, the room night that is the biggest savings as part of this promotion. Right. Right. So. All right. Number four, also from Theme Parks and the Strategies, um, posted by Connor Levi's mom. TMI, gross observation from our most recent trip. And there's a reason I, I included this one in here. We've been going to Disney twice a year for several years now. I have to say, on our last trip, I noticed something very disturbing and gross. I swear to God, every time I was in a line or with a large group of people, someone passed some seriously horrible gas. I have never noticed it being as bad as it was in December, and by the end of the trip, this became a joke. Get in line, there it is. Leaving a ride, leaving a ride like Soren, where there's a lot of people all at once, there it is. Uh, I just do not understand why people cannot wait until they're either outside or away from other people. Anyway, just want to share my disgusting observation with my dis friends. Um, 
I, I include this because this is part, I'm sorry, but this is part of the, of the theme park experience. Um, I am the person who, when this happens to me, I say things very loudly. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, I have to pass gas. <laughs> yeah, really. Excuse me. Oh, no, 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 no. When I'm, Man, the, when I'm, on, the receive, when I'm on the receiving end of the attack. <laughs> Didn't know where that was going. I thought he was going to talk about his own little experience. No, 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 no. No, see, that was my father. <laughs> see, now my father, God rest his soul, the wonderful man that he was. My father was the guy. It didn't matter where he was. He would be walking through a mall and... There you go. There it is. In the post, another woman talks about her husband as that man. Yeah. He doesn't care where he is, and he doesn't care that it bothers people. He doesn't understand why. It's what his body does. And to make things worse, he's lactose intolerant, she said. <laughs> and he still eats ice cream in the theme parks. So, God forbid, we're behind well, you that see, man in line. And my feeling, is, my feeling is that if there are people who feel that way, this is what my body does, yeah. and I feel those people should be openly mocked. <laughs> In the theme park, they should be pointed <laughs> out and called horrible names, laughed at, Body and tormented. Tutor, tutor. <laughs> now, as many times as I've been in the park, I can't really think of like outstanding episodes. Oh God, of, really? Of it has happened yeah, to me, yeah. but I think I, I probably have smelled more dirty diapers. Than, I was going to yeah. say. I think there's other things too. I mean, there's we have to take into account that there's possibly a medical condition that someone has. There are, there are oh, they're just pigs. No, there's reasons for people to not smell great. See, oh, happens. I thought you were talking about farting. No, no okay, no, no. I mean, that's different. But. Right. Body odor bothers me more than. Farting. Yeah, but unless unless because this person hasn't bathed, it in, clears. Yeah, uh, unless unless this person hasn't bathed in three months, um, I don't think from you know fifteen feet away you're gonna be able to smell body odor. But really, yeah, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they haven't bathed in months. I don't know. I just I you know I I included that because it is part of the experience. It is part of the experience you should be prepared for. When you're going to any theme park, any public place, really, but especially in a theme park. Place, yeah. I was going to say, maybe that's why I don't notice it, because I just sort of figure, like, you're out amongst all these people. Now, if I just, hear it, yeah, that's if the, I hear it, that kind of is like, oh, man, that's disgusting. Oh, well, as my Italian grandmother used to say, if they don't pay the rent, they got to come out. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, sometimes they just got to come out. Oh, well. <laughs> Okay. I remember that. I can see that on a pillow. Yeah. She crocheted that. Into it. <laughs> that was on our family crest. If they don't, she don't pay the rent, they got to come out. All right. Our number three post comes from the Cruise Line Forum. Travel agent DCL mistake left us not booked, but being resolved. This I, And I, I'm trying to figure out this person's screen name. Uh... Okay, it's I don't know what I can't, I don't know what the screen name is. It's bizarre to read, but there's a link to it, so you can figure it out. Uh, just need to vent. We booked our double dip castaway K crew, castaway key cruise for May 2012 over a year ago. Paid down payment at the time of booking as well. Uh, we had two rooms: one for my family, one for the grandparents. Um, just found out today that our reservations had been canceled because the travel agency, a major national agency, never paid DCL. Um, now, she updated the post to say the TA paid DCL. DCL never appro- applied or lost the payment. Travel agent didn't follow up. Chicken or the egg. 
thankfully, a wonderful Disney agent helped me to rebook this afternoon. However, the trip is now $3,000 more because our original category was full and goes on to talk about this. You know what? If it's DCL's fault, DCL should eat that three grand. Mm -hmm. DCL should eat that three grand. And what I will, uh, I can only speak for the agencies like Dreams, Dreams Unlimited, the ones that are, you know, kind of the same business model. Um, Dreams Unlimited and those agencies, uh, most of them do not charge your credit card. That, That is information that is passed to Disney. Disney charges the card, so there's never any chance of that happening with these agencies. Larger agencies, national agencies, charge your card, take their commission out of that, and then pay Disney the net amount. But that's an added responsibility um, that that agency has, and sometimes things like this can happen. Um, and you know, when, when Disney is charging your card directly via one of these agencies, you're able to go and look at your statement and see that the payment went through and the deposit was applied. But uh, apparently this has been a, uh, a popular topic. Uh, number three got a lot of views. A lot of people read this. Um, and uh, not particularly active thread in terms of posting. It's only about seven pages long. But um, interesting cautionary tale. I just want to add that no matter how you book or who you book through or how they pay Disney, you can still see your reservation online. Mm-hmm. So you should always ask whoever you're booking for your reservation number from Disney. And then if you do make a payment, you should take the responsibility of going in and making sure that payment was applied. Mm-hmm. I know it stinks. You should be able to trust people. It should be you know, something that happens, but you can't. you gotta, you got to kind of take ownership of your reservation and make sure people are doing it, doing what you ask. Okay. And if they don't, ask them why. Yeah. All right. The number two post on the boards last week comes from the budget board. And uh, this is one of those this is one of those topics that gets people's backs up. Blown away by this budget suggestion, is this stealing to you? Posted by Natalie's mommy, and it comes with a poll. Um my friend posted on her Facebook that she is looking for help to book a Disney vacation. I, of course, jump all over that because I'm addicted to Disney and find her the best deal and walk her through how to book it online, get the same price I did. She needs two rooms. And a couple of people chime in saying that staying off property would be cheaper. It isn't. Just do the math. Once you factor in a minivan for a rental car parking, then, of course, staying off-site for budget reasons you might get the Fleabag Motel. Uh, and one woman posted this to my argument that uh, parking and gas would eat up a huge chunk of her budget. The suggestion was, if staying off-site and wanting to enjoy free parking or the pools, except the Yacht and Beach Club, park at a hotel. Tell the guard you either have a dining reservation or you want to view the hotel for a possible stay. Find a lobby restroom, and you will fit right in. Uh, may take more time, but budget, budget, budget. And, and the, the woman continues saying, and I about died. Uh, this is so stealing. Stealing a parking spot from someone who paid the cost to stay on property. Stealing the use of the Disney transportation that is built into the hotel costs. And just so wrong. And this lady used to be a Disney travel agent. And then the poll... You know, is this stealing? 
Uh, hell yes, uh, 213 votes. That's 81% of the respondents. No way, 17 votes, 6.5%. Or other, because there's always another, 33 votes, 12.5%. So the vast majority of people on the boards consider this stealing. And this has always been a hallmark of the boards, the people who become insane over things like this. Not saying this woman's insane, but people, it inspires a lot of passion. The part that I, I don't know, that just kind of stuck out to me is the stealing a parking space. Stop it. <laughs> You're not stealing a parking space. All right? It's a parking space. Yeah, I don't agree with the stealing of the parking space. Um, do I think they should be using the pools? Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. Um, do I think they should be staying, you know, parking at a resort so they can go in? They can avoid paying parking. Um, no, I don't. I think that's wrong. But I think it's Disney's job to figure out how to enforce it. And we've kind of done – this is you know, kind of that discussion that we've had in the past about the refillable mugs and bringing them back on multiple trips. And you know, the people who are – it's only good for that trip. And if you bring it back on the second trip, you're stealing. And the people are like, hey, you know what? I'm just bringing it back. And, you know, Disney is in the process. It will happen very soon where uh, Disney has created a system where they're going to monitor this and they're going to put an end to it. But Disney used to encourage you to buy a mug because it was good forever. Yeah. So what but happened then, to those? But the, but, well, that, that was then. And then they went to saying, you know, please feel free to use this uh, un, you know, unlimited use. During your current stay. Right. But what about the people who bought the mug under the impression that this was good forever? And so Disney should honor it. Right. So I'm, it's one I'm of those things. That, but, but this is not a scenario where, you know, Disney ever made a promise that you should be able to park at the hotel and, you know, do all that stuff. I think it's stealing. Not, I don't think it's stealing. I think it's unethical is what I think yeah. it is. I think it's not, not, the, not the way to do it. Stealing is a harsh word. It is. Stealing is a harsh word. Um, but, you know, this... You know, I, I think for as long as there are, as long as there is an internet, and as long as that internet has discussion boards on it, topics like this will continue to generate a lot of. And again, uh, this is another one of the threads that you know I see. It's about six pages long at this point, and it's the number two thread, and that means it's gotten a lot of traffic. It's but num- I you know, would be one of those people. That if I stayed at a resort and I came back and there wasn't a parking spot for me because I was a resort guest, I would march my butt down to the front desk and say something. And that's what a lot of people need to do is you need to say that and then Disney would have to do something. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. But, okay, different scenario though. My girls are both in the choir and they sing at different resorts. We're encouraged to go listen to them sing. We're parking at the resort. That's different. I know, but how do you, how do you? You don't. I don't know. I don't know what the solution to that no is, to... and I don't think there really is a way. But um, you know, it, it's why I say I don't think it's stealing, but I think there's it's an ethics issue. So, but if you're there legitimately, if you you're know, there legitimately, if, I mean, if you're going to park there to go spend the day in a park and use Disney transportation, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But. There's reasons to be at a resort other than to be staying there. Right. But it also, I mean, you know, because we all go to the, the parks and I go to the resorts quite often checking things out. But I don't park there like all day. And if there's something big going on and they have like an off-site place to park, I will park there because right. I'm you know, like I'm like second tier. Yeah. I'm not a resort. Now, what I that. will do, 
what I will do, and I consider this legitimate, is I will sometimes, especially with the Magic Kingdom, because I just hate the whole transportation and ticket center thing, I'll go to the Polynesian, and I will valet park, which I have to pay for. I have to pay, what is it, $16 for the day or something like that? Yeah. I have to pay for that. That's different. And I will then use transportation. But uh, that I consider legitimate. A, I'm an annual pass holder, which allows me to use Disney transportation whenever I want. And I'm paying my $16 for well, Anybody's my. allowed to use Disney transportation whenever they want. If you're on well, property, I'm just saying, you're I'm a just, park guest. I'm just saying this is part of the argument that, you know, that this woman is making that you're... Yeah. I think it's been book. many years since only hotel guests Correct. could use hotel yeah. transportation. I also think that part of my problem with the whole thing is it's not where you stand on the issue is, you know... It, it it seems like we be, there's this weird morality that sort of raises up that you know you've thought about this thing and everyone now has to be get your pitchforks and we're going to crucify the person who thought about this and you think to yourself everyone has their own moral compass and they have that line that they draw and if you're going to start you know rising up against this thing where is the, the line drawn for you yeah so but i think it just it makes me crazy when they do this they one of the threads i don't know if it was this one but one of the threads i was reading coming up before I came over was this lady goes, well, I'm raising my children to question why there there is a rule. We're not just rule followers. And I'm like, well, I mean, if there's a rule, nine times out of ten, it's She's there raising for, a bunch of Corys. <laughs> I mean, it's there for a reason. And I mean, you can question something, but, you know, if there's a rule, you should... As a rule follower... I question that. <laughs> yeah. But I have a question as to why you're telling people you're doing it. If right. it's a, if you don't tell people, you're not going to be slammed on the board. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing, too, right. is are you doing it just... Well, I mean, she had a question about whether right. she thought right. it was right. But there's right. times when you think to yourself, are you just doing it to get attention? Right. Kevin and I have this discussion all the time. If there's a line, I will stand in the back of that line. If there's a line, Kevin will go to the front and figure out what's going on first and if does he have to stand in that line really or can I get around That's that line? That's Okay, we went to the Vatican. We were inside this was back in 2006. We walked in St. Peter's Basilica and there was a line and John got in it. And I said, "Well, what are you in line for?" That's what I would have done. He said, "I don't know." I said, "Well, stand here." <laughs> it was there there was a prayer station. I apologize, I'm not Catholic. I'm sure there's another name for it. There was a prayer station in front of one of the crypts of the Pope. I said, do you want to pray at the prayer station? He said, no. Get out of line. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole thing about rule followers and people who question the rules. Is that, you know, where do you fall in the whole thing? But it was. Uh, it's a uh, interesting, interesting threat, which is why I included it. And finally, the number one post, the number one trip planning post from Tisports.com last week on theme parks, attractions, and strategies. Again, check in here if you want a one mag- uh, a magical Disney Day trip as part of the new promotion that they announced on New Year's Eve. This is a thread dedicated to uh, to that, if you are, are the winner, um, which I see a lot of people. How do you enter the contest? Yeah. Um, people are confused about how it works. Then it's, you know, I, what I left about this thread was the panic of, I'm going to be disqualified. <laughs> I used the wrong email address and then I re-entered the same day. I'm going to be disqualified and I'll never get anything ever again. It's like, take a breath. 
There's a, a thread, I think, <laughs> on the community board that somebody was asking if they were planning their Disney trip around the fact that they were going to win the contest. <laughs> yeah, because so, there's only 10 people entering. That's positive visualization. Yeah, yeah really. taken to a, a, a really obsessive level. I didn't go through this whole thread. Did anybody win? I, don't I, I didn't I didn't, I didn't read to the end. I skipped to the end, and it didn't seem like anybody said me, me, so... Which seems odd because you would think of the volume of people on the Diz and the volume of people who are entering. There's got to be some. Kind there's got to be some Dizzers, yeah. And I know on win, Facebook so. nobody's announced that they've I won. I haven't seen anything. No. Oh, has Disney announced winners yet? I don't think so. That I might th- be it. I thought they were doing. Like They're doing one- a daily drawing, but are they announcing the the winners at the end of each day? They're usually pretty bad about that. Mm-hmm. Are they even contacting the winner? <laughs> <laughs> or do you have to be at the draw box before you know? <laughs> before right. we finish up, can I just go back and do something from last week? The blanket I told you all about the travel blanket at travelsmith.com is on sale for $25. It's a $5 drop in price. Okay. All right. Well, that will do it for this portion of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, Stay out of the damn lights.